Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. Hey, and a very pleasant good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And yesterday afternoon, a Sunday matinee at Nationals Park in Washington, D.C., third of four in this July 4th weekend wraparound series between the Marlins and the Nationals. Eric Fetty got the ball for Washington. Pablo Lopez got the ball for Miami. And the Marlins have had the Nationals number all season long. With a win yesterday, they would win their 10th game in 11 tries this season. With the recap as as always, here is Glenn Geffner. Well, it wasn't easy, but the Marlins get it done. They beat the Nationals 7-4 this afternoon here at Nationals Park in Washington. It took 10 innings. It took uh, a lot of late-inning magic on both sides. But the Marlins pull it out and continue their season-long mastery of their division rivals. Now 11-1 against Washington in 2022 with one game to go in this series and then a couple of series in September to close out the 19-game season series. Pablo Lopez started against Eric Fetty today. This game was scoreless into inning number three in the top of the third inning. The Marlins loaded the bases with nobody out. Brian De La Cruz a double. Jacob Stallings a walk. Luke Williams a walk. So the bases were full. Nobody out. Top of the order, John Birdie to the plate. The 0-2. Fetty to Birdie. And it's chopped toward short slowly. Garcia has it. Feeds second one. That's all they're going to get. In from third base, De La Cruz. And it's one nothing Miami on the bounce out by John Birdie. Birdie with his 17th run batted into the season. Would not be his final RBI in this ball game. Now he was caught stealing trying to take second base. Just the third time in 28 tries this year. Birdie was unsuccessful on the stolen base attempt. And when Joey Wendell bounced to second, the Marlins were out of that third inning. Having scored just the one run, they had the bases loaded, nobody out, managed just the one run, but they handed Pablo one nothing lead. Pablo got a double play ball to get out of the second inning when he issued a one-out walk. Got a double play ball to get out of the third inning when he hit Victor Robles with one out. Then in the fourth, he walked the first man, Soto. He hit Josh Bell, first and second, nobody out. Nelson Cruz hit into a fielder's choice, putting runners to the corners with one out and bringing Luis Garcia up for the Nationals. The two-strike pitch to Garcia, and it's a ground ball to first again. Stepping on the back, Cooper now comes home with it, and they've got the runner, Soto, hung up. Stallings runs at him and will apply. Well, he missed the tag, but he came out of the baseline. He's out, double play, inning over. The Marlins escape a third straight inning-ending double play. This one goes 3-2. to two. And Soto would leave the game at that point with an apparent 
leg injury, so Soto's bat was unavailable when his spot came around later in this game in the 6th, 8th, and 10th innings. Marlins maintain their 1-0 lead into the 5th. Two outs, nobody on base. Today, a rare start, 10th of the season for Luke Williams, and he chipped in big time. 2-2 to Williams is in the air to left field. He hit it well. Hernandez is going back at the track, at the wall. Goodbye, Luke Williams, his first Marlins home run. And it's 2-0 in the fifth. His second in the major leagues. It won his affiliate season ago. And he connects against Eric Fetty here today. And the Marlins were up 2-0 at that point. Pablo Lopez, beginning with that uh, fourth inning, got a little bit of a run in this game. He set down the side one, two, three in the fifth inning, set down the side in order again in the sixth. And at that point, through six innings, he'd retired eight in a row. And while he had walked three and he had hit a man, actually he'd hit two at that point, he had not allowed a hit. He took a no-hitter in to the bottom of the seventh inning with a 2 nothing lead, but he quickly lost the no-hitter. Josh Bell doubling down the left field line and then he would lose the shutout. Bell at second, nobody out for Nelson Cruz. 1-1 to Cruz, is shot into left center. That's down for another base hit. Bell's around third, he's gonna score. It's a 2-1 game as Nelson Cruz delivers. Just his third hit in 36 at-bats against the Marlins this year, and it's 2-1 now in the seventh. Well, Luis Garcia followed with a double, putting runners at second and third with nobody out, tying man 90 feet away, go-ahead man in scoring position. Caber Ruiz then popped to third on a 3-0 count. He had a pop-up to third base for the first out in the inning. Pablo then hit Yadiel Hernandez with a pitch and unloaded the bases with one out. At that point, Pablo's afternoon was over. After 102 pitches, 58 strikes, Anthony Bass came out of the bullpen with the bases loaded, one out, and a one-run lead. He faced Ede Adrianza. Here's the pitch to Adrianza, and it's a fly ball to center field. Sanchez going back. He's under it, but it's deep enough to tie the game. Sanchez makes the catch. Cruz tags. He'll score, and it's 2-2 in the seventh. On the first pitch pass through, Adrianza a sack fly. On the second pitch pass through, Victor Robles a ground ball to second, and Bass got Miami out of that inning. But the two runs in the seventh for the Nationals even the score. It would mean a no decision for Pablo Lopez. He worked six and a third today. Three hits, two runs, both earned. He walked three, struck out five, hit a couple, 102 pitches, 58 strikes. On the other side, Eric Fetty went six, three hits, two runs, three walks, six Ks, a homer, and a wild pitch. He threw 106 pitches, 64 strikes. So this one would be a battle of the bullpens as Lopez and Fetty were both looking at no decisions. 2-2 into the eighth. The Marlins went down 1-2-3 against Kyle Finnegan in their half of the eighth. Then in the bottom of the eighth, Stephen Okert came on for the third straight game. He set down the Nationals 1-2-3 in the eighth, both Friday night and last night, facing Soto, Bell, and Cruz in each case. Today, he started with Hernandez, struck him out. Then the Soto spot came up, but it was Lane Thomas with Soto out of the game. He grounded it short, so Okert had retired all eight he faced in this series. Over the last three days in a row, when in a 2-2 game, two outs in the eighth, he faced Josh Bell. 1-0 to Bell is in the air. Well hit, left field, way back. De La Cruz won't even turn. It's a home run for Josh Bell, and the Nationals have their first lead of the series, 3-2 in the eighth. 
Oker got the final out. Nelson Cruz on a line drive to short. A great play lunging to his left by Joey Wendell. But the Nats were on top, and they handed the lead to their closer, Tanner Rainey, in the ninth inning. Rainey 11 for 14 and save chances coming in of his first three blown saves. Two of them came at the hands of the Marlins. It looked like that wouldn't be the case here today, though, when he struck out the first man, Garrett Cooper. He then got Jesus Aguilar to ground to second, so he was in command here, leading by a run, two outs, nobody out of the ninth. He walked Avi Garcia at the end of a good at bat. Garcia draws the walk. Billy Hamilton entered to make his Marlins debut as a pinch runner. And with Hamilton at first, two outs in the ninth inning, Rainey was a strike away from ending it, facing Jesus Sanchez. Rainey, the 2-2 pitch. Sanchez, fly ball, right field, going back on to Thomas, on the track, at the wall. Goodbye! It's a go-ahead two-run homer with two outs and two strikes in the top of the ninth. Lightning strikes for the Marlins for the second time on the road trip. This time, Jesus Sanchez, and it's 4-3 Miami. Well, it was Avi Garcia Wednesday against Ryan Helsley in St. Louis. Today, it was Jesus Sanchez, his 11th of the season, RBIs 28-29. and 29. For Rainey, a fourth-blown save this year, number three against the Marlins. And now Miami was back on top, 4-3, into the bottom of the ninth. Tanner Scott came on, got the first out. Luis Garcia, a ground ball to short. He then hit Cabert Ruiz with a pitch after pinch hitter Michael Franco walked with Ruiz advancing to second. They pinch ran at that point for the tying man, Ruiz. Alcides Escobar ran at second base. He had Franco at first base. One out, Ede Adrianza into a fielder's choice. Nearly got doubled up, would have ended the game. He had a ground ball to third. Brian Anderson fired down to John Birdie at second for the force out on Franco. Birdie's return throw to first base was just a little bit late. Adrianza safe, so the inning went on. And with Escobar at third and Adrianza at first, Marlins an out away from winning this game, but up by just a single run. Number nine man Victor Robles, the batter for Washington. Robles lines it over shortstop, base hit left field, and it's 4-4 in the ninth. Around second, slamming on the brakes, Adrianza. Robles delivers. And it's a blown save for Tanner Scott. Robles had been two for his last 24. Came in hitting just 180 in his last 27 games. But he knocks in his 20th run. He tags Tanner Scott with his second blown save of the season. Scott came back to strike out Cesar Hernandez, getting this one to the 10th inning. But the damage was done. The Nats had tied things up 4-4 through the end of nine. In the 10th, the Marlins... Facing Carl Edwards Jr. had a really good year for the Nationals. The place runner Brian De La Cruz is at second base to begin the inning. Jacob Stallings a single to lead things off. That put men at first and third with nobody out for Brian Anderson. 2-1 is a hot smash towards second. Off the glove of Hernandez into left center field. De La Cruz scores. Stallings stops at second. The Nats were thinking maybe double play initially, but they don't get anybody. De La Cruz scores. Marlins go up 5-4 in the 10th. And they were far from done at that point with runners at first and second. A chance for John Birdie. 1-2 pitch to Birdie. Is hammered. Right center field. That's going to get down for a base hit. That's going to score one. Stallings around third coming home. Throw to third base. Not in time. An RBI single for John Birdie. And it's 6-4 in the 10th. That was three straight hits for the Marlins in the top of the 10th inning. Joey Wendell will make it four in a row. Anderson at third. The 1-0. Ground ball pulled through the right side. A hit for Wendell. 
That's going to score Anderson. Birdie stops at second, and the Marlins will score three times in the 10th to lead it 7-4. to four. four consecutive hits with nobody out against Edwards. He'd come back to retire the next three in a row and escape further damage, but plenty of damage done. Three runs, four hits in the top of the 10th, and it was 7-4 Miami. We went to the last of the 10th. Dylan Floro, who saved 15 games last year, had his first save chance of this season. The place runner, Cesar Hernandez, began the 10th at second base, and he would not move beyond second. Lane Thomas, a ground ball to third. Brian Anderson made a long throw after backhanding the ball near the line. Gunned down Thomas for the first out, keeping Hernandez at second base. Josh Bell then down on strikes for the second out, and the Marlins were not away from slamming the door with Dylan Floro facing the veteran DH, Nelson Cruz. And that's down to their final strike. The 1-2 to Cruz, got him swinging. He blew him away at 93 miles per hour. Floro slams the door, and the Marlins in a wild seesaw affair outlast the Nationals in 10 innings. Miami 7 and Washington 4. Marlins celebrate their fourth straight victory. They improved to 11-1 on the year against the Nats. They're now 6-0 here at Nationals Park. It was a really good character win for this Marlins ball club. 7-4 over the Nationals. Miami, seven runs, eight hits, no errors, five left. For Washington, four runs, five hits, no errors. And that's strand seven. Tanner Scott, the winning pitcher, four and two. Carl Edwards Jr., the loser, two and three. Dylan Floro saved number one on the year. Time of the ball game, three hours and 51 minutes for the Marlins. Four wins in a row overall. After beginning this trip with consecutive losses in St. Louis, they won one in St. Louis, and now they've won three straight to start this four-game set in Washington. The Marlins improved to 11-1 against the Nats, 6-0 in this ballpark. And overall, now Miami is 37-40, back within three games of 500 for the first time since they were 27-30 on June 11th. That was their record after they won the first two games with a three-game series in Houston against the AL West-leading Astros. That series win looks even more impressive with each passing day, as hot as the Astros have been. So Marlins are back within three games of 537 and 40. They improved to 18 and 24 on the road as they have now won four consecutive games on this trip away from Lone Depot Park. As for the Nationals, they fall to 29 and 52. The Nationals are 23 games under 500. That matches the low water mark of this season for this Nationals ball club. They were 23 and 46 back on June 18th. Then they won six of nine coming into this series, but that's been undone with the three straight losses. Again, 29-52 overall for the Nationals and 14-30 and at home. Second worst home record out of only the Oakland Athletics in all of the majors. So the Marlins get it done. They celebrate this 7-4 victory in 10 innings here today over the Nationals. They continue their mastery of this Nationals ball club. You know all about the Marlins' partnership with AutoNation. The Marlins and AutoNation again teaming up here in 2022 to work to strike out cancer in our communities. Every time Marlins pitcher strikes out an opposing hitter, the Marlins donate $25 to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative. Today a total of nine strikeouts, meaning $225 for the season out. 678 strikeouts to Marlins pitchers, taking us to $16,950 from the Marlins to AutoNation's Drive Pink initiative. So the final in 10, the Marlins 7 and the Nationals 4 for Miami. Just the second extra inning win of the year in their fifth extra inning game. 
Nats fall to one and four when working overtime. Marlins seven, Nationals four. So the Marlins beat the Nationals seven to four. Scott beats Edwards. Dylan Floro collects his first save of the season. Before we hear from Jesus Sanchez, who had the massive two out two run monster blast of the ninth inning, and from Don Mattingly, let's step aside for a quick commercial break. Back with the Marlins Rewind, let's hear from Jesus Sanchez, who clobbered that two-out, two-run, go-ahead homer in the ninth inning. Now, wouldn't end up being the game winner, but without that home run yesterday by Sanchez, the game does not go on. The Nationals probably win that thing. Uh, so let's hear from Jesus Sanchez afterwards. Okay, Glenn, thank you, Jesus. That was an incredible at-bat in the ninth inning. A couple of high fastballs late in the count, and then you go down and get the fastball low and inside. Is that what you were looking for in that situation? Well, in that situation, Conchale, I'm a player. I think that I'm a player that Conchale, I always have to be here with the goal. I always look for the goal, and it's the most important pitcher. And Conchale, at the beginning of the game, I was with the goal, but I was looking for my goal, the goal ahead, and I hit it, and I did a good shot. Yeah, that's the type of player I am. You know, I always aggressive with the fastball. Uh, I was looking for, for that pitch. Uh, early in the game, I was behind on the fastball, so uh, I knew I had to like hit it in front, so I, I was looking for that one, and I uh, just got ahead of, of that pitch. Can you describe to me the emotions when you make contact, Jesus? Bueno, realmente desde que yo hice el contacto buscando mi reta y vi la reta ahí, óyeme, cuando yo vi ese elevado, me sentí muy bien y yo sabía 100% de que se iba porque el poder está ahí. Yeah, yeah, you know, I was very excited. Once I made contact, I saw, I saw the ball elevating. Uh, I, I knew it was pretty much gone because, you know, I know I know the power is right there. That's four wins in a row. Hey, Zeus, you guys are just a couple of games under 500. You guys look like you're having fun. You're playing well. What's the attitude and the mentality in the clubhouse right now? Disfrutar. O sea, lo estamos disfrutando y estamos ganando muchos juegos, creyendo en el que viene atrás y estamos ejecutando muy buenas jugadas y por eso hay buenos resultados. Yeah, you know, just believing, enjoying the game mostly, and uh, trusting that guy behind you. It's always very important that, you know, as teammates, and, and enjoy the game every, every day. All right, congratulations on the win, Jesus. Thanks for the time. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank All right, Glenn. That was Jesus Sanchez after his home run at the top of the ninth inning. That would put the Marlins ahead. The Nationals would tie at the bottom of the ninth. The Marlins would score three in the tenth. They win it 7-4. to four. Let's hear from Don Mattingly afterwards. Donnie, uh, there was obviously a lot to unpack from this game today. First off, just how would you describe kind of the range of emotions in this one from Pablo carrying a no-hitter into the seventh to the way it ended? Yeah, obviously back and forth kind of once. It's like nobody did a whole lot and, until the, you know, the floodgates kind of opened on both sides. Uh, Pablo really good today. Um, <clears throat> it was good to see him back and kind of see him feeling better about obviously his stuff was ticked way up. I know him and Mel have been doing some stuff uh, this past week on, on me just mechanical. It's just a little small thing um, and kind of got him back on track. Um, yeah, but it was actually back and forth after that. Donnie, in that seventh inning, how do you approach Pablo, you know, knowing that he's thrown the ball so well up until that point, but but knowing he also, you know, gave up a couple of hits to start that inning? Yeah, I, I think, you know, you look at it like any, anything else, right? He's probably not going to have enough pitches to be able to get nine. Mm -hmm. So that's really going to probably be off the table unless they're swinging early and everything's going our way. Um, but, you know, obviously once that inning kind of unfolded, uh, if, if he gets like the next guy instead of hitting the guy and he's still in the game, if he gives up the tie and run in there somewhere, I'm going to go get him. 
but once he gets, I forgot who he popped up. He popped up uh, Garcia, right? I believe, or or maybe even Ruiz. He maybe popped up Ruiz, yeah. uh, and then he has the next guy in a pretty decent count and ends up hitting him. Um, if he gets him, I give him a shot at the next guy uh, and get out of it. But you know, once he hits him, it's pretty much it. Jesus Sanchez in the ninth, last strike, get the go-ahead second time. It's happened for you guys in four days with Avi doing the same thing in Wednesday. Just Yeah, obviously, you know, they, they get the big home run from Josh over there in the eighth to, to put him, you know, anytime you, you go down late in the game, you know, you're it's it's trouble. Um, you know, I thought, you know, the big at bat by Avi really to get on uh, and Billy being able to run at least puts a little pressure on you to try to have to keep him fairly close, maybe be quick. Uh, you hope that he makes some kind of mistake, and obviously left a got a ball where Saints you could handle it, uh, and huge, right? The game don't move on without that. For your bullpen guys, back end guys, third straight day, just the challenge with that for them getting three days in a row, and then for Dylan to be able to shut things down the tenth. Yeah, I think it's it is a challenge, and it's like you know you're stretching them, and you know that you know you you know like they're not going to be available. Uh, tomorrow, so you're, you're you're going for a W right there, and knowing the price you're paying. So you know now we were able to 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 get it, and now we move forward and just deal with what we got tomorrow. It was obviously a massive swing for the team from Sanchez, but that's another guy. The way you guys have been playing, everybody's kind of holding their own weight to get him going a little bit too. Would be incredibly helpful as well, I would imagine. Yeah, any of them, you know. And, and there's going to be swings all through the season with guys. There's going to be guys that get hot and then guys that are cool. It's hard to get everybody warm, you know, going good together at the same time. When you do that, that's when you're just throwing up runs everywhere. But in in general, you know, you're always going to have a couple of guys that aren't swinging good. But it's you know he's gotten some some big hits. That's a big hit. You know, it's going to look like a blown save. But Anthony Bass bases loaded in and out to get himself out of that situation with only the one run allowed to score. Your thoughts on his outing? No, good, right? You you don't want that thing to keep going. Obviously, gives up the sack fly and gets the next guy out, which you know keeps the game in check at least. Um, you just don't want to let things you know just get tumbling from there. So uh, nice job by him. Uh, the defense early on, the three double plays, and, and Paolo had no hits, but there was traffic on there for the defense to be able to help him behind him with, again, the three double play balls. Yeah, I thought it was good, right? Obviously, uh, Pablo was, had some guys on out there. It wasn't like it was just like a perfect game roll, and he had some guys on. Um, but then he ended up getting the ground ball, get him out of some innings, and, and get him out of trouble. Another nice spot in this ballgame. Luke Williams getting his first home run as a Marlin. Just how nice is it to see it for a guy like that who doesn't necessarily get every day at bats to come up with a, a nice at bat like that? No, obviously huge. You know, you got, your your pinch guy's got to end up playing. It's, it's nice that guys you have that are role players that are playing part time. Uh, he's he's good at it because he he's able to do a couple of different things from the infield to the outfield. It gives you speed off the bench so he, he has a multiple has multiple roles um, but there are days as we get into these games that are crazy times and you know day games 11 o'clock games that you're going to see you know Luke and these guys are going to have to play to get get our guys off their feet some. Uh, Miggy going in for Cooper defensively in the ninth was up there. Is this better? Okay yeah I wasn't <laughs> sure no, I wasn't sure if anything with Cooper or anything mm-hmm. injury wise. I mean, no no in the I think he took a misstep early in the game uh, and he had a little soreness, but he seemed to be able to play through the whole day. Didn't have any problems after that. Do you think Cooper played that one double play perfectly when you guys got Soto kind of run in and hung up there between third and home? Is that kind of how you draw that up? Yeah, if it's that close to the bag, you know, you can tag and go home. If it takes you the other way at all, then you can go to second and come back. 
but that close, I think you can't you can't go the opposite way because if that guy gets in a run down the run score, so he he played it perfectly. That was Don Mattingly after the Marlins improved to thirty seven and forty. Now just three games under five hundred. One more here in Washington. Kevin up today at eleven oh five. First pitch scheduled for eleven oh five. That means we'll hit the air at ten thirty with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you'll find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by Auto Nation.